Hey everybody, Dr. Bulow here, and in today's episode of Staying Connected, I want to go over a specific condition that may be relevant for someone that you know and love, and it's kind of a constellation of whiplash, concussion, and post-concussion syndrome. Um, This is the audio of an explainer video that we have on our website, but I think it's important to kind of review the connection between these conditions. And if you know someone's suffering, please do not hesitate to, to have them connect with me personally at Dr. Ian Bulow or at our website at Revive UCC. We'll put the link to this video in the show notes, and I hope you enjoy. So when we talk about concussion or post-concussion syndrome, usually, typically, the types of patients that we see that have this sort of an issue are high schoolers or college-aged individuals that have been in some sort of an accident, usually a sporting injury. They were diagnosed with a concussion and they've been through the typical concussion protocol. You know, they're told to to relax in a quiet room or they're given vestibular therapy or these different forms of therapies. And then months go by and they still have their headaches or they still have vertigo or light sensitivity or migraines or nausea or these different things. And they're just given this label. They're told, well, you have post-concussion syndrome and your brain just needs time to heal, you know? Which is partly accurate. However, here's what we have to look at. When you're in a concussion, there is typically a direct or indirect blow to the head and neck area, right? So if you you have a head-on collision, the head is whiplashed back or to the side, and inside of the head, that brain is, is moved violently. And there are some theories as to what happens in a concussion. Maybe the nerve connections are severed, or maybe the chemicals that are in the nerves are spilled outside of the nerves, and now the brain isn't communicating well. That's some very viable working theories. One of the theories that I like to put out that I think is very important and very much overlooked is that when you're in a concussion and your head is rattled, maybe violently, we have to realize that in the process of that, we also get a bit of a whiplash. When that head gets banged around, the soft tissue that connects the head to the rest of your spine can get stretched, damaged, torn, sprained or strained. And now we have this kink this twist, this misalignment at the base of the skull. And what the latest research is showing is that this misalignment here can actually narrow the space where your brain is communicating with your body. So if you think about, if you think about the skull like a kitchen sink and the hole at the bottom is like the opening to your kitchen sink, when you have a kink or a twist or a misalignment, if it pressurizes that opening, it's like having a dish rag in the bottom of your kitchen sink. All of the fluid backs up. So now, inside of our head, there's an added amount of pressure, which can cause headaches. If there's additional pressure, it could theoretically affect the amount of blood flow going in and out of our brain. And if we don't have enough blood flow, now we might get mental fatigue, brain fog, migraine headaches, dizziness and vertigo, blurred vision, and the list goes on and on and on. So when we talk about concussions, what we're saying is, yes, you can have the brain that goes through these motions that could shake things up and damage the cells potentially, but you can also have 
an instability in the neck, something that we call an upper cervical subluxation. That's what we use in the chiropractic profession. If we wanted to use it in a medical term, we'd call it a craniocervical syndrome, meaning something has been damaged at the point where the head is sitting on the neck. And because that area is so influential to the health of your brainstem, that if there is a syndrome, if there's a misalignment, if there's a damage to this area in the process of the concussion, if those symptoms of concussion, the post-concussion syndrome, haven't calmed down yet, maybe we need to look at the neck and see what's going on there. And if we could restore alignment, restore blood flow, restore function to the brain, now that brain can actually heal and get better. And we don't have to have this post-concussion syndrome months and years and years and years.